Section 9 of The Underground Railroad, Part 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Underground Railroad, Part 4, by William Still. Section 9 arrival from alexandria virginia eighteen fifty eight richard bain carter dowling and benjamin taylor richard stated that a man named rudolph massey a merchant tailor hard rum drinker card player etc claimed to own him and held him up to the time of his escape as with bands of brass richard said i was hired out for ten dollars a month but i never suffered like many didn't leave because i have been abused but simply to keep from falling into the hands of some heirs that i had been willed to in case of a division richard did not see how he could be divided without being converted into money now as he could have no foreknowledge as to the place or person into whose hands he might be consigned by the auctioneer he concluded that he could not venture to risk himself in the hands of the young heirs richard began to consider what slavery was and his eyes beheld chains whips handcuffs auction blocks separations and countless sufferings that had partially been overlooked before he felt the injustice of having to toil hard to support a drunkard and gambler at the age of twenty-three richard concluded to lay down the shovel and the hoe and look out for himself his mother was owned by massey but his father belonged to the superior race or claimed so to do and if anything could be proved by appearances it was evident that he was the son of a white man richard was endowed with a good share of intelligence he not only left his mother but also one sister to clank their chains together carter who accompanied richard had just reached his majority he stated that he escaped from a maiden lady living in alexandria known by the name of miss maria fitchhugh the owner of twenty-five slaves opposed to slavery as he was he nevertheless found no fault with his mistress but on the contrary said that she was a very respectable lady and a member of the episcopal church she often spoke of freeing her servants when she died such talk was too uncertain for carter to pin his faith to and he resolved not to wait such slaveholders generally lived a great while and when they did die they many times failed to keep their promises he concluded to heed the voice of reason and at once leave the house of bondage his mother father five brothers and six sisters all owned by miss fitchhugh formed a strong tie to keep him from going he conferred not with flesh and blood but made a determined stroke for freedom benjamin the third in his company was only twenty-five years of age but a better-looking specimen for the auction block could hardly be found he fled from the mead estate his mistress had recently died leaving her affairs including the disposal of the slaves to be settled at an early date he spoke of his mistress as a very clever lady to her servants but since her death he had realized the danger that he was in of being run off south with a coffle gang he explained the course frequently resorted to by slaveholders 
under similar circumstances thus frequently slaves would be snatched up handcuffed and hurried off south on the night train without an hour's notice fearing that this might be his fate he deemed it prudent to take a northern train via the underground railroad without giving any notice he left no parents living but six brothers and four sisters all slaves with the exception of one brother who had bought himself in order to defend themselves if molested on the road the boys had provided themselves with pistols and dirks and declared that they were fully bent on using them rather than be carried back to slavery arrival from the seat of government hanson williams nace shaw gusta young and daniel minorton smith two hundred dollars reward ran away from the subscriber levi pumphrey two negro men one named hanson about forty years old with one eye out about five feet four inches in height full bushy hair and whiskers and copper color gusta is about twenty-one years or twenty-two years of age smooth face and thick lips and stoops in his walk black color about five feet five or six inches in height took away sundry articles of clothing i will give one hundred dollars for each of them if secured in jail so that i can get them levi pumphrey washington city d c s fourteen through six t these four fugitives were full of enthusiasm for canada although by no means among the worst abused of their class hansen was about forty years of age with apparently a good degree of intellect and of staid principles in the above advertisement clipped from the baltimore sun he is more fully described by mr levi pumphrey it can now be taken for what it is worth but as hansen left home suddenly without apprising his owner or any of his owner's intimate white friends of the circumstances which led him to thus leave his testimony and explanation although late may not be wholly uninteresting to mr levi pumphrey and others who took an interest in the missing hansen how have you had it in slavery he was asked i have had it pretty rough answered hansen who held you in bondage and how have you been treated i was owned by levi pumphrey an old man with one eye a perfect savage he allowed no privileges of any kind sunday or monday gusta who was also described in pumphrey's advertisement was a rugged-looking specimen and his statement tended to strengthen hansen's in every particular it was owing to the bad treatment of pumphrey that gusta left in the manner that he did after deciding to take his departure for canada he provided himself with a colt's revolver and resolved that if any man should attempt to put his hand on him while he was on the king's highway he would shoot him down not excepting his old master one hundred and fifty dollar reward ran away from the subscriber living near upper marlborough prince george's county maryland on the eleventh day of september eighteen fifty eight a negro man nace who calls himself nace shaw is forty-five years of age about five feet eight or nine inches high of a copper color full suit of hair except a bald place upon the top of his head he has a mother living in washington city on south b street number two one two island i will pay the above reward no matter where taken 
if secured in jail so that i get him again sarah ann talbert nace advertised by miss sarah ann talbert was a remarkably good-natured looking piece of merchandise he gave a very interesting account of his so-called mistress how he came to leave her etc said nace my mistress was an old maid and lived on a farm i was her foreman on the farm she lived near marlborough forest in prince george's county maryland about twelve miles from washington she was a member of the episcopal church she fed well and quarrelled a caution from monday morning till saturday night not only with the slaves but among the inmates of the big house my mistress had three sisters all old maids living with her and a niece besides their names were rebecca rachel caroline and sarah ann and a more disagreeable family of old maids could not be found in a year's time to arise in the morning before my mistress sarah ann was impossible then without making it appear that he or other of the slaves had been badly treated under miss talbert he entered upon the cause of escape and said i left simply because i wanted a chance for my life i wanted to die a free man if it pleased god to have it so his wife and a grown-up son he was obliged to leave as no opportunity offered to bring them away with him dan was also of this party he was well tinctured with anglo-saxon blood his bondage had been in alexandria with a millwright known by the name of james garnet dan had not been in garnet's hands a great while mr garnet's ways and manners were not altogether pleasing to him besides dan stated that he was trying to sell him and he had made up his mind that in an early opportunity he would avail himself of a ticket for canada via the underground railroad he left his mother and brothers all scattered End of section nine. Recording by Greg Giordano, Newport Ritchie, Florida.